Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org students, and we hope that this episode is helpful to you. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Watermark Students Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will McElroy. And as always, I am joined with my co-host, Hannah Spence. What's up, Hannah? Hey, how's it going? It's going going good. Good to see you. And then our student guest today is none other than Will Baker. How we doing, y'all? Doing Hey, if you've come to Shoreline, you may recognize Will Baker because, dude, somehow you <laughs> always end up on stage in the game. I've, like... I've memorized the system. I know how to get on stage every time. How do you do it? I just show up and no one stops me. Just show up. Well, <laughs> we're going to have to start stopping you. <laughs> if you show up at Shoreline, you could be in just, the next yeah. game. <laughs> just yesterday at Shoreline, my friend got called up and he just was not there. And he, you just went. So I just went. And yeah. they like they didn't even question it for a second. They're like, oh, he's back. Yeah, <laughs> it, just, it, it makes me laugh seeing you there. And then... Okay, something else that makes me laugh is, you know, we're we're this season we're we're taking a closer look at common sayings that just don't make any common sense at all. And uh and Hannah had one. She she had one come to mind that, that she wanted to share with us that she just she hates this saying. What is it, Hannah? Okay, yeah. This saying just doesn't make any sense to me when people are like, it's all downhill from here. To me, I'm like, do you mean it's good that it's going downhill or is it like you've peaked and now everything is just downhill in a bad way from here? It doesn't make sense to me. And I just wanted to hear y'all's take on that when you hear it. Well, I ran cross country in high school and college, and I always thought that was a good thing. Like downhill was like, this is about to get easy, you know, because you wouldn't want to run uphill, yeah. right? You want to run downhill. But then I look it up on Google of what's the downhill here from, from here meaning, and it says... Yeah, and it's supposed to get bad, right? Yeah, to be less successful. Yeah. I hear it both ways. Like, people use it like what you were saying. It's all downhill, like a hike or a bike ride. But uh-huh. then, like, it's going down. You've peaked. Yeah, because it's trending downward. Right. Like, if you had a graph of of anything your grades yeah. your money yeah. like and it was downhill graph you that don't would be, want that you don't yeah. want that but you want to run downhill right so it just doesn't make we much should sense just stop to me. saying that we should <laughs> that, just stop saying yeah. that that completely. saying just works in both ways yeah you yeah, yeah. no idea what they're saying <laughs> okay yeah. I oh also, it's only gonna get easier or way worse <laughs> i also had another saying we probably should save this for another podcast but i want to share it is i read i read and i've heard this before a lot that it is always darkest before the dawn and it's just not true. It's just, it's not, just true. not true. It's just like, no, it's literally the least dark yeah. before the dawn. It's the midnight. The middle yeah. of the night is going to be the darkest. Like, what is furthest from dawn? Like, that's the darkest. Yeah. So, people... People be using these people sayings? Just are saying, people are just saying things, and it catches on. It's ridiculous. But <laughs> anyways, so... Yeah. Here we are. So I hope this podcast is all downhill from here. I hope everything just goes great, <laughs> or maybe it's going to go terrible. Either way, it's going to be downhill from here. Oh, that's great. Right? So, but anyways, Will, what what topic did you choose, man, when, when I asked you, like, you should come on the podcast? Yeah, I am here talking about pride. Pride and self-righteousness, self-pride, right? Pride, self-righteousness. Yeah. yeah. And so let's let's talk about that, man. And I think the, the maybe the best way to start is... What is 
pride and self-righteousness? I know that we all probably have an answer, but just before we even get into talking about it, like how would you describe pride and self-righteousness? Pride, simply put, is just looking at yourself higher than you look at other people. Like if that's self, being self-absorbed, self-righteous anytime where you're just like, I am better. Mm-hmm. Like I am better. Yeah. So um, that for me looked like just thinking that my actions were going to be uh, stumbling, <laughs> thinking my actions are what made me a better person. Like because I was doing this and because I was doing this, I was a better person or even a better Christian mm-hmm. when really I was as broken as everyone I was judging because that was my struggle. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, pride is definitely the word there. And, and, but even self-righteousness too, we were talking about before the podcast of people who aren't Christians can still be prideful, but I think it's kind of hard for you to be self-righteous if you're not a Christian. It's like self-righteousness. I think at the core of it is Christians believing that they, they are more right with God, that they are more holy because of what you said, Willow, because of what either what they do or what they don't do. And right. so, I, and I think when we were talking about this topic is that that was part of your story, right? And maybe when you were in middle school and even going into high school of just thinking, man, I'm better because I don't do this or don't do that. And so what, what were some of those things that you're like, I feel like I'm a better person because I don't do blank. Yeah, I think self-righteous in itself isn't exclusive to Christians, but it's come to a point where it's kind of exclusive to Christians because of like, that's something that we deal with a lot. Um, yeah. I think Christians especially can right. deal with that. Yeah. But like, any, you could say like the same thing. People don't nearly as much about other religions or other mindsets. Just yeah. Like, I think I have a better mindset than you. Yeah, Christians get true. looped in because like we, like I judged a ton of people, especially like junior high, just like cussing, what music they listen to, anything that made like I was doing better than them mm-hmm. or in in my words better because i like had this idea of like i need to work towards god mm-hmm. it all comes back to no god god loves me and he loves them and we're like we're all sinners so mm-hmm. and that just points out the problem of my actions it wasn't i wasn't doing those things because that's what god wanted i was doing those things because I thought that was what I was told to do and people weren't. So I thought I was better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so what's, I think if, man, if I'm a middle schooler or a high schooler or, or really, I mean, anyone, I, I think you could ask yourself, well, what's so bad about that? Like what is so, I know, I know being prideful is bad, but I also like, like how, how is pride actually going to hurt my life? How is self-righteousness actually going to hurt my life? Like if I'm not drinking, if I'm not cussing, if I'm not, having sex before marriage, like that's a good thing. And like, how is it going to hurt me if I, I look down on others, if I am am prideful and self-righteous? Yeah. I think the, the main thing is your mindset on how you're doing these things. It very much changes when you're like doing it because like you think you're better than people Mm -hmm. when really like if we're, if we're really chasing after Christ, we need to be thanking him every time we like if we see someone drinking someone cussing thank Mm -hmm. god that you are not but also like keep in mind it is only by his nature and by his glory that you are not yeah like he's the one who saved you yes and 
that's where pride comes in. It's like you want to be you want to be the guy who did it, but really God is doing everything through you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you make a great point there of like, hey, whether you're walking with the Lord and doing all of the right things, or if you are choosing to do all the things that we as believers can be like, oh, that's really sin, but my self-righteousness isn't. At the end of the day, doing things for the sake of appearance or for the sake of patting yourself on the back and being like, I've got it, it still made you and yourself um, the receiver of glory versus God. And that's why I think God would call self-righteousness a sin because it's seeking the glory self above God. And it makes me think of 1 Corinthians 10 where he's like, so whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God, which just kind of summarizes up like as a believer, we are made to know God and make him known. And self-righteousness is an easy avenue for us to be like, hey, I know God, but I'm here to make myself known because it's very self-centered and self-based of like these actions make me look good versus I'm doing these things as an outflow of love for the Lord and to make him known. Yeah. Yeah. Good. That's so good. I I think when I'm asking myself, like, man, what is so dangerous about pride? What's so dangerous about self-righteousness to my soul? How does it affect my life? I think one is that it is it is that sin that I just allow to creep in, you know? Like, for example, lust. Like, I know when I'm lusting, right? It's mm-hmm. just like, man, I that that's happening. That's sinful. Or it's like if you're being greedy, it's like you know. You can tell when you're being greedy, right? Or if the sin of like... Like if, if you're trying to cuss less, it's like, I know when I am cussing. Well, how do you know? Because you just said a cuss word. Like, it's that easy. But then exactly. the sin of pride, it is just something that is like, it could be a fleeting moment of just like kind of casting judgment on someone or looking down on someone for how they, and you, you won't even notice it. And then I notice that the pride and self-righteousness, it causes me to appreciate God's grace less. It causes me to uh, to to not celebrate the kindness and mercy of God like I should. And uh, I, I thought something that was really good, there's this author named Paul David Tripp, and I read a just a quote by him as I was preparing for this podcast. And this is what he said. He said, grace is the plea of sinners. Mercy is the hope of the wicked. Acceptance is the prayer of those who know that they could never do anything to earn it. But the foolishness of sin makes me righteous in my own eyes. And so I think that is what is so dangerous about pride is that it just makes me think that I'm like right in my own eyes, but not right in God's eyes. And so that is all, that's all really good. Um, so, well, we, we talked about it a little bit when we were explaining self-righteousness and pride, but I think a lot of unbelievers, they would look at Christians and they would say like, Man, Christians are self-righteous, especially. And and you were right. You're definitely right that you don't have to be a Christian to be self-righteous. You could be an atheist and self-righteous. But I think especially like Christians have been labeled oftentimes as being judgmental. Right. Would yeah. you agree? Oh, absolutely. And and why why do you think that is? Like, why is that something that Christians, uh, like, I, I feel like I struggle with it. I think all of us would say we struggle with it. Yeah. So why why is yeah. that? Um, well, I don't know about y'all, but I grew up in a church and my entire life I've been warned about persecution and this, like, we are called to be set apart from the world. Like, we are, we're the Christians, we're, like, doing God's work here. And it's easy to see, while those aren't wrong at all, it's easy to see how that turns into this me-against-the-world mindset, I'm-better-than-the-world mindset, 
because it's kind of what we're taught not not necessarily what we're taught but how we interpret what we are taught mm-hmm. um so i think it's important to also look like one just focus on pride at church and like talk about that and also look at life in christ not as a to-do list but as a story mm-hmm. and we may be we all have different stories first off and we may be at a different point in our story than other people are but we're all still we're all still sinners we're all still struggling and we're all still on this journey so yeah. to judge other people on where they are and what they're struggling with that's not really fair mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i love what you said there you kind of hit on um how oftentimes Pride and self-righteousness can kind of flow from a misunderstanding or misinterpretation of scripture. Um, When we turn a relationship with God into a to-do list, then we then lose focus on um, knowing God and making him known because we're too busy trying to do the things that make us look good, which then if we're focused on self and we don't have a proper understanding of God and his love for us and his love in general, we're then unable to do Um, another thing that the Lord calls very important, which is to love others. And it makes me think of the commandment um, where the Lord is just like, hey, first you are to know me and love me. And then secondly, you are to love your neighbor as yourself. Um, And oftentimes when we're too caught up in self-righteousness, we're too caught up in self to even see God. And then we don't get to love his people either. Yeah. And I think that's where it comes back to just like keeping in mind what you are doing this for. Like you Mm -hmm. are, you are following these commandments or like doing what you think is right because like because you are working for god and it is god's will that you're doing it and i like that reminds me of i had this mindset i once were sitting in a small group we were talking about heaven and was learning like everyone who is a christian is going to be in heaven and we're all going to be living in harmony and i was like will i get rewarded at all for being like for doing this this and this when really like that, that reminds me so much of um, the prodigal son, the second mm-hmm. son, who after his his brother comes back from a life of sin, he apologizes for his actions and they're celebrating. He's like, where's my party? I, mm-hmm. I've i been here this whole time. Shouldn't we throw a party every day that I'm here? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's this jealousy when really in heaven, I will not care that I'm with a bunch of people i think i'm better than because i won't think i'm better than them yeah heaven is a flawless place you won't be worried about that i I think you're exactly right when i'm in heaven like uh sure like my my life that i lived on earth is preparing me for heaven but like when i get to heaven i'm not going to be worried about hey the guy next to me only knew jesus for two years and i knew him for 50 years exactly yeah like don't i get a special room it's like no like you're with god like that's all that matters and so that is so good and uh, as as we are speaking right now we we have a special guest that that came (laughs) into the studio guys i'm back i was supposed to be somewhere else and the meeting didn't happen and i really wanted to be on the Watermark yeah. Students Podcast. There we go. One man. of my favorite places. So yeah. great to be here. Yeah, we're glad to have you, Jermaine. Uh, Jermaine, what, I'll, we'd love to hear your your take on this question that we just ended on before we get to the rest the, the rest of the questions. But I, we we're talking about self-righteousness. We're talking about uh-huh. pride. And we, we're, we're kind of noting that, man, I think Christians, we have this stereotype of that we are, we, we can be self-righteous, you know? Yeah. Like if I'm an unbeliever, I can see how unbelievers would feel like Christians are thinking less of them and thinking down on them. 
And yeah. so why why do you think that is the stereotype for Christians? Why do you think we're seen as kind of people that are looking down on unbelievers? Yeah. I think there I think there's two things that come to my mind as you 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 know ask that question. Uh on the one hand, the reason why, you know, maybe non-believers like see or view us as self-righteous is because, you know, one of the the hallmarks of of Christianity of being a follower of Jesus is that you're like Jesus changes your life. Jesus, you know, you don't just if Jesus genuinely, if you've genuinely accepted Jesus into your heart, like life change happens and he and he makes a difference. And I think but in our, um, you know, brokenness, even though we're continually being transformed by Christ, we're still we still sin and still have um, sinful perspectives on things. Mm-hmm. And so it's easy for us to think, oh, because Jesus is supposed to be changing my life, these are the you know, like outward markers that, that should mark me. And then we take pride in that honestly, which is what self-righteousness is like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I am different. I'm a Christian because I don't fill in the blank or I'm a Christian because this is what I choose to do. And those things are fruits of um, Christianity for sure. But what, what distinguishes a Christian from a non-Christian isn't, activity but a relationship that someone has placed their faith and trust and dependence in in the finished work of jesus and not on your own work and so we just focus on our work and unfortunately the way that that can be perceived by someone who's not a believer is that we are focused on our work and self-righteous so that's what comes to my mind yeah that's so good uh and so the question for all you guys is you know when i do think about this uh, we i was talking to some students about this exact topic a, a few days ago a couple of weeks ago and they mentioned they're like well will how should we respond to others because like it is better right that i don't drink that i don't cuss that i don't have sex before marriage and so how how should christians kind of go about like this life where we are called to be set apart we are called to be different so how should we will look at people who maybe are living lives differently than us yeah i mean there's absolutely nothing wrong with speaking truth into their life. Um, you just time and time again, keep bringing yourself back to the spot of like, I am as broken as they are and I need to remain humble in this. Like I may not struggle with what they're struggling with, but Mm -hmm. I'm, I am also prone to wonder. Mm -hmm. And I think also just praying for them, like praying that God works in their life because through you, God could work or through someone else, God, like every, all good comes from God. So mm-hmm. keeping that in mind of like, just, it's not that because we struggle, we can't help others with their struggles. It's that we need to just keep like both things in mind, like kind of double-edged sword. Yeah. As you were saying that, what I thought about was, um, I think it's a, like a Puritan quote or some old pastor said this at some point and it's been repeated over and over you know in church and it's like this mindset of humility that you're talking about will that um the phrase is but for the grace of god there go i and it's like having this perspective of yeah i am being transformed by christ and so i will look and live differently from someone who isn't a follower of jesus that should be happening in my life but I should stay grounded in the humility that um, 
I'm not doing it on my own and left to my own apart from the power of the spirit, apart from the work of Christ, I'd be doing the very same things. I'd be having the same attitudes or having the same perspectives. So having that, honestly, a perspective of humility that it's not me, it's, it's Christ at work in me. And two, that um, it would be easy for me to be in that exact same place, if not, but if not for the grace of God. So I love your thought on the humility that we should have. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes me think of Luke 17, 10, when it's 17, 10, when it says, so when you have done all that you were commanded, say we are unworthy servants, we've only done what is our duty. And that is just looking at yourself um, in proper standing before the Lord of knowing he is a good and righteous God. And it is only by grace through faith that you are walking with him and know him. And we get to extend that same grace to other and in love, get to walk alongside them and communicate truth balanced with love and a lot of grace as they hopefully get to see because of our actions, they see God, but not ourselves and not our own goodness. Hopefully it points them to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And honestly, the thing that came to my mind as Hannah was sharing so well on like how we should respond to non-believers, you know, in, in relation to like our lives looking different and them, um, seeing us as self-righteous or maybe prideful yeah there might be some element of truth to it and we should like we've just talked about walk in humility but the second part of it is that we should expect to be um you know like to be scorned or criticized or ridiculed or um made fun of because of the way we choose to live our life or maybe even be falsely accused of being self-righteous when what we are is just righteous as Christ is continuing to work in and through our, our lives. Like, like Jesus says so many times, like, don't be surprised. Like when you read through, um, uh, first Peter, I think it is, he talks about, don't be surprised when the fiery trial comes into your life as though something strange were happening to you. Like, this is what's going to happen. You are, um, not of this world. You are made for a different world if you're a follower of Jesus. And so, um, people who are of this world are going to look at your lifestyle with scorn and maybe even accuse you of being self-righteous when really what you are being is sanctified by Jesus. So I think that's a another perspective of it to to throw in there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. The only thing I'd add before we go to kind of our last question is I I I, I think I'm so tempted to compare myself to the lowest common denominator. Even before I was really following Christ, I would get, you know, like a, let's say a 75 on a test. And (laughs) and my mom and dad, they'd be disappointed, right? They'd be like, how'd you only get a 75? Like, you should be doing better than that. And I'm like, well, at least I'm not as bad as Billy, right? He got a 45. Like, can you believe that guy? Like, would hate to be him. And then what do your parents always say? They're like, I don't care about Billy, you know, it's like, I care about like you and like the grades you're getting. And it's like, I don't care if the entire, all your friends jumped off a cliff. Like, what are you going to do? Like all, all of yeah. these things, like they're saying all the end, but in the same way of just like, man, my, my life is spent just comparing myself to the lowest common denominator of being like, man, I, you know, maybe you're addicted to pornography and you're thinking, well, at least I'm not having sex before marriage. Like that'd be way worse. Or 
I I may be drinking a little bit, but at least I'm not like doing drugs. That would be way worse. And and you find it's so easy to find the lowest common denominator, and it's really hard to find the highest common denominator. And so that's what I would say with like, how do we respond to others who are sinful? I think uh, we we should be looking to Jesus. And when we see Jesus the way He responded in Matthew eleven twenty nine, it says He was gentle and lowly in spirit, right? And so, like, man, I want to compare myself to Him when I'm feeling self-righteous and prideful when I feel that temptation creep up it's like and let me look to Jesus who he had every right to be prideful and self-righteous and yet he was gentle and lowly in spirit to those around him and so uh, I love that I love all those thoughts and so so good well we're nearing the end of the podcast and we love to end the podcast every every time we're just asking the student like what would be your final words of wisdom, your final advice to anyone listening that may be struggling with pride and self-righteousness. Yeah, I mean, easiest thing to give you advice on is, and this is any struggle, is you got to recognize that and you got to go to God with your struggle. You got to be able to say, hey, God, I know that I'm prone to pride or I'm prone to this. Please help me with this. And then bring that to any any trusted counselor, your parents, small group leaders, anyone chasing after Christ that will be able to give you good counsel in that would be the next step. And then just, I think pride specifically is being able to take constructive criticism is when you like, that's how you know you're making progress because you, you're able to take this and you're like, I'm wrong in this situation. Mm-hmm. So it's like just knowing that you are not, gonna be this perfect guy because um you're following christ one of my favorite need to breathe lyrics is just because we're guided by the light doesn't mean we make it every time Mm -hmm. so like just remembering we will fall short Mm -hmm. and i will fall short yeah so um like just the mindset that we like all good comes from god Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've referenced that verse a couple of times. I think it's James one seventeen or sixteen. Could we? I can't remember in the moment, but it says every good and perfect gift comes from comes down from God, the Father of heavenly lights, who does not, you know, change like shifting shadows or something like that. Is that the verse is making your point mm-hmm. that all our righteousness that we actually have comes from God, and any righteousness that we think that we have apart from Him. Or as filthy rags, like um, Isaiah says in the Old Testament. So that's that's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think the last thought I would give everyone, which we were talking about this before we even recorded, was just the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. And if you don't know who, what a Pharisee was, like they, these were the guys that they were living right. You know, they were following the law, they were doing all the right things. And tax collectors, they were kind of seen as less than kind of deceitful guys, greedy guys. Anyways, Jesus, he says this, he says, two men went up to a temple to pray. One was a Pharisee and the other was a tax collector. And the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed, God, I thank you that I am not like the other people. Like I I thank God I'm not like the robbers, the evildoers, the adulterers, or even like this tax collector guy over there. He says, I'm fasting twice a week and give a tenth of all I have. Like, again, the Pharisees just like, thank you, Lord. I'm not like the other people. Thank you, Lord. I'm doing all the right things. And then the tax collector, he's standing at a distance from the temple. 
and he would not even look up to heaven, but he beat his chest and said, God, have mercy on me. I'm a sinner. And this is what Jesus says when he compares the two. He says, I tell you that the tax collector, rather than the Pharisee, went home justified before God. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So that's Luke 18, verse 9, if you want to read it for yourself. But I think that is just a sweet reminder of like, man, well, be careful. Like, be careful uh, when you start feeling better than, when you start comparing yourself to the lowest common denominator. Like, that is dangerous. And as Jesus said, like, the more I exalt myself, the more I'm going to be humbled. That's so good. Um, as you were saying that, that just made me think of Matthew 23, where it says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees and hypocrites, for your whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanness. Um, and we mentioned this earlier, but the story of the prodigal sons and just the two sons exemplified in that whether you are the one doing all the right things, but for the wrong reasons or the ones that strain far from the Lord by choosing the things of the world at the end of the day, what makes um, self-righteousness pride and sin is that you miss God and you miss a relationship with him and you can miss God by doing all the right things, but doing them for the wrong reasons and missing out on a relationship with him and knowing him. And so as you walk away, just keep that in mind of like, Hey, good works from a heart that knows and loves God to glorify him, not to glorify self. Yeah. That's so good. I think, oh, sorry. If I could chime in with yeah, one chime in, chime I in. I think it's so like, it's so good that we mentioned Pharisees in this because Pharisees, like that's their whole thing is pride. And they, they didn't believe <laughs> in their whole Jesus. thing. They didn't, yeah. they didn't trust Jesus was the Messiah because yeah. it wasn't what they wanted the Messiah to be. Like mm. he, he was coming down and he was saying things that they didn't agree with. And instead of like, Oh, I'm wrong. They're like, it can't be him. Yeah, this guy can't be like it. Their pride literally caused them to miss it right. completely. Yeah, that is so exactly. Good. Yeah, he's not him. Yeah, he's uh, not him. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that came to my mind, like as a summary statement, and maybe y'all said it earlier on in the podcast before I got in here, and if so, maybe it's a spirit like just leading to remind someone out there listening to this, like the problem with self righteousness isn't righteousness itself, and it's the um you know, dependence or trust that you can do it on your own, that you um, can create the standard that you need to live up to. And and then when you look at others, you can, you know, find a common denominator that, that Will was talking about that's that's lower than your standard to make yourself feel better about you and about um, your choices and your actions. Um, and that's the part that's wrong with self-righteousness. But but Jesus calls us, if we're followers of Jesus, to live righteously, to follow his word, to obey his word, and to walk with him. So, Man, I love that. Gosh, that's a good way to end this podcast. And actually, I, one more question for you, Jermaine, because you missed it. And I, we want to hear your take on this. We, <laughs> we were discussing two, two kind of questions, common sayings that make no common sense. And <laughs> one of them was this, it's, it's all downhill from here. Wait. I never said mine either. Oh, you never said yours? Yeah. What was yours? Um, mine was, and I've heard this said all the time, was uh, fine by me. That's never made sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Like my brother used to say, there's an Andy Grammer song. Ironically, his last name is Grammer and he can't figure it out. Um, but 
like what what does fine by me mean when fine by me shouldn't it be fine with me that's good that's good that's that's been my take for the <laughs> one fine and, by me for the Jermaine what's time. your take though of when someone says it's all it's all downhill from here like is that good <laughs> is it bad like yeah I feel like it should be positive but it's not positive like in the way it's commonly understood like when you're running down a hill it's you easy it yeah. Yeah. it's easier than running uphill but but yeah. if your bank account graph is just a downward trend, <laughs> then that's not good either. You know, I'm just like, what do you want? Uh, so, I, I want it to be going uphill. Anyway, it's definitely confusing. It is. It is. And we'll keep thinking about it. We'll let you know if we have any any new insight on that. But uh, that was good. That That's good. Well, we'll. Thank you, man, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It was a blast having you, bro. And so, hey, if you uh, like this podcast and want to share it with others, please do. And also go and leave a review. It really helps us when you go and leave a review. Leave, hit the subscribe button. <laughs> like leave, and subscribe. Leave a Support the channel. Review. Yes, please do. And until next time, man, it's good to be with you guys. Yeah. Hag wow. Hag wow. Let's go. <laughs> Glad to have Will and Will on here. Will. Come on. See ya. Come on in, Jermaine. Welcome to the <laughs> podcast. While recording? Yeah. yeah, we are recording. But Reed Reed can just edit this part out because we'll end it on a on a great spot. That was a hey, great thing. let's go. <laughs> I'm so glad I'm here. Um. <laughs>